Hi, this is Cody Carpenter, and you're listening to Adrian Has Issues. Hey everybody, welcome to Adrian Has Issues. I figured I'd start by just letting everybody know, for whatever reason, that I'm in my living room in my own home, wearing a hoodie with the hood up. So you know it's real. (laughs) It is winter, and for anyone who feels as though that climate change is not a real thing, well, I I don't know how you could still deny it. It's very real. It's right in our faces because it went from being relatively mild and rainy for most of this winter, almost feeling like fall junior. And suddenly there was a cold snap where I don't know what happened. Like it feels like the day after tomorrow, I went outside and the first thing I see is a tanker in the middle of the street. Uh, I was being chased by wolves and I found myself uh, submerged underwater at a library calling my dad, who's walking up the eastern seaboard to try to save me, and somehow he manages to make it in 20 minutes across several state lines. I still can't figure out what the hell that movie was about. But anyway, needless to say, it's been a while. The last time I did any sort of mini-episode or solo episode was, uh, it was a mini-sode entitled Away We Go. And when that episode was recorded, it was as I was at a crossroads, both personally and professionally speaking. There was a lot of life changes that I was finding myself being confronted with. That was hard. I was born and raised as a New Jersey resident. And for a long time, I never really considered myself living anywhere but there. I just figured I was born there, I was going to live there, and possibly even die there, you know, of old age, surrounded by my loved ones and my great-grandkids, I don't know. But when I moved here to Long Island, it was really tough, and I was really wondering, would I still be able to do the show? Would I still be able to do what it is I love to do? And I wasn't sure, because at the time, when I did Minnesota 7, It was almost meant to be sort of a final episode before I went on a hiatus, but it wasn't. I continued. I've celebrated multiple milestones since then, and this last year has been very rough. It's been very slow going, and I'm sure some of you have realized that the amount of episodes that have come out in 2018 were considerably less than a year prior. A lot of that just has to do with the fact that, well, life happens, and believe me, it really hurt because when you do something that you love to do day in day out week after week to then suddenly have to say to yourself i need to take a break i need to stop it's never really an easy decision it's a decision that needs to be made and looking back i don't regret it in the least bit but it was something that needed to be done for many reasons so coming back to it now in 2019 with sort of a renewed purpose as I do with every year or with every milestone, I say to myself, what's the plan? What's the move? What am I going to do? And a lot of times I don't vocally express those thoughts only because I, I tend to keep things close to the vest. I tend to wait until the moves are already in place to then announce them or I'll wait till it's already happening because the last thing I want to do is hype something 
only to find out that it's not happening or hype something up so much and it be disappointing. So I, I tend to kind of keep it closed until it's ready to come out, which is what we kind of did early this year with a couple of announcements. One was Eileen, who is the love of my life. And also this very show's producer, she is truly the backbone of not only this show, but in everything I do, because very little happens in my life without her love and without her support. And we kind of realized in the last year that while doing this is great, Eileen, and you've known this just from hearing her voice on the show, has given so much great insight and just views on the world. And I love her for her spirit and her tenacity and just the willingness to speak about things that even I sometimes are hesitant to talk about. And not necessarily bad things, but just even just expressing oneself honestly. And, you know, I am honest with my guests and with my listeners to a point, but it was really Aline who encouraged me to share more of myself. And I wanted to do that, and I, but I really wrestled with it in a lot of ways. That's not something I did, and also, I wasn't sure what I wanted the general public to know or not know. Which was why we then figured, well, the best way to sort of do that is to do more episodes together people in the past have always expressed you know how much they enjoy those episodes when it's just the two of us which is actually what just happened on episode 132 uh, that just came out last week but even with that said i feel like it was time and eileen was the one that really was the one that was like it's time like she wanted to sort of put herself and her thoughts and her views and just her love of breaking these things out into the world you know but to do that on her own terms which is you know what the Latino experience is. A while ago, there was a prelude episode, which I'll link in the uh, description of the show and in the show notes. As someone who helps put that together, at least in a post-production sense, I'm always taken back by how inspired I am by Eileen and what she's done. They may not seem like major steps, but for people like us, it meant the world. And I was so very proud of Eileen and just proud of us and just proud of what we've been able to accomplish, even with so many things going on in our lives that sometimes make it difficult. And also, I just want to come into this new year with a new mission. You're probably going to laugh. And I'm just going to say this, you know, like I was just talking earlier about honesty and something that I've said once before. I believe it was on episode 100, was if I can't be honest with my listeners or my guests or just the people around me, then there's no point in doing this. And after this long, if you stuck with me for as long as some of you have, you know, I figure I owe it to you to be as transparent as I possibly can without the risk of oversharing, of course. But I just want to say this. It's been 132 episodes, not counting any sort of mini episode or special episode. You know, and you realize that there was definitely a bit of a slowdown in terms of projects. You know, it's like I wanted to continue to blog more, do more things like this, just kind of speaking to me. But I felt that no one would want to hear that, that no one really cared, that all they really wanted, and not and not necessarily in a bad way, but they just really wanted the interviews. But I was talking to uh, someone who I consider a friend, and maybe they don't realize it, but I'm going to say now, someone I even consider something of a mentor. In an off-the-cuff comment, if you could describe your show, you know, what would you tell people? 
it really bothered me that at the time I didn't have a clear answer because I felt that I needed a clear answer. That I needed like this one line, this one stop shop, so to speak, that explained everything, that explained my entire mission statement. And that's good to have when it comes to maybe pitching things, but I realized that I wasn't able to easily define myself. And at the time, it bothered me, but now I actually consider it something of a plus. And the reason why I said you're going to laugh earlier is it's because of this reason. This is going back maybe two years ago, maybe one year ago. I had this really weird dream. Well, I should probably preface by saying uh, one of my favorite personalities when it comes to interviews or even entertainment has been Conan O'Brien. And come to realize that between episodes of The Simpsons, episodes of Saturday Night Live, and even his own late night show, having watched it ever since I was a kid, realizing how much my work was influenced by him. Whether it be the sometimes unorthodox interviews with guests, or maybe even just the music guests he's had. I, I put a post up on Facebook on my personal page about the fact that he would have musical guests that would never really seem to fit on other shows, like, you know, System of a Down or Slipknot or Dillinger's Gay Plan at the drive-in, Coheed and Cambria, these very unconventional left-of-center bands that, while have strong followings, don't quite fit a mainstream culture that would have maybe had a place on other shows. And it's always funny watching the reactions that he has versus the audience. And everybody in the audience, well, with the exception of maybe a few diehards, you can always tell, no one really knows to quite make of it. They're entertained, but they can't really put like a finger on it. They can't really put it into a descriptor that would make sense. And I realized that that's kind of how my life has been operated is just doing things without really being able to define what they are. And I think sometimes my most difficult times in doing this has been in those moments when I'm trying to define things in a simple way. And I'm like, I just don't work like that. And I'm not trying to say like, well, I'm different. I'm, you know, special and I'm this and that. No, it's just a realization that when I try to put myself in these boxes that I don't fit in is when I have my most difficulty instead of just letting myself be what I am. You know, we just got finished talking about realness and being yourself in a world, in a society where being yourself isn't always the most popular decision. And I said that from the heart, and I also have to make sure I continue to live it. So <laughs> the dream I had, it was my dream gig. It was a podcast in which I got to interview Conan O'Brien. You know, I was asking him, what was it like getting the Tonight Show, which is a coveted job because, you know, growing up, maybe not necessarily now, but the Tonight Show was like, if you got to host that or if you got to be on it, you've made it in some capacity because this is the place to be on a weeknight unless you're on SNL, which is also, you know, at a time, a pretty big deal. So when I was growing up, I was like, well, when Leno leaves, it's clearly going to be Conan. Like he's worked not only with that network, but just he's earned his stripes in a time slot that is unforgivable because a very select few people are up that late, unless you're an insomniac. Because to entertain people at 1230, when they're probably tired after a long day, to have to be able to entertain people in that position is tough because if you're not entertaining, I'm sure people are probably even more upset than if they had watched you at 1130. 
So I've always just appreciated his ability to be weird, to be different, to be odd, even in these very rigid structures of late night television. So on this show in my dream, you know, I'm asking him, like, when you got that role, you know, when you got the Tonight Show gig, and then to have to leave that, I was asking him, that must have been pretty devastating. But then I guess what I really wanted to know was, not even just, oh, how did you feel when you, you know, when you left the show, was how did you find it in yourself to continue? Because I know sometimes when I get bad breaks, and even in the minor things that I do, they tend to floor me. And sometimes it makes you question why you're doing the very thing that you're doing, or it makes you question why you are so ambitious when it would just be easier to just not do this and just do the standard thing that everyone else would do. And maybe it was more my subconscious than really Conan O'Brien. I haven't quite figured it out. But what he said to me was, I realized that once I lost this thing that meant the world to me, there was nothing left to lose. Whether I fail or succeed... I'm just going to do the thing I love in whichever way I can. You know, you've already hit bottom. There's nowhere to go but up. I think in a way, my own subconscious was telling me something. This actually was not too long after I did that minisode where I was about to go on hiatus when I did move because at that point I felt like it was a low point. But yet, leaving Jersey and especially doing that episode and even the other one, which was entitled Shirt Happens, where... I started a, a teacher campaign that didn't quite work out. I didn't realize that I had gained more than I lost. And not just for the sake of having a support system, but also a family. And it took me a while to realize that. And it's funny, when I had recorded that episode, it was like, oh, this is, this is it. This is the end. And let me put this thing out. And I took that as a loss, not realizing that the people that reached out still had my back. Even if maybe my grand plan didn't work out, there were still people that were willing to see it through, were willing to sort of help and support me. And I think that was the most important lesson in all of that ridiculous dream and also just my life in general is that I am surrounded by some pretty great people and they inspire me in ways that I have not even begun to articulate yet. After having a lot of things blow up in my face and I'm not going to lie to you kids, there have been a lot of empty promises, a lot of people that were around and then were not. There were some people that promised the world, but then never quite delivered, or just these really cool things that just never came to fruition. There's been a lot of bad luck. And of course, at the time, it feels like it's the worst thing that's ever happened. But, you know, I, I grew up with this belief that everything happens for a reason. And it's not always necessarily a good reason, but you at least learn something from it. And I learned a lot in that time. And even this last year, I've also learned a lot about myself the people around me, and also just this very thing that I do on a semi-weekly basis. What I would like to do, and, you know, it's, of course, going to happen naturally, but if nothing else, I want to spend this year bringing you as much heart as I can into this and realizing that what I do isn't so easily defined because, much like Eileen had once said, I'm passionate about so many things. There's so many avenues that don't even necessarily encompass comics that mean the world to me. It's time I let myself be comfortable with where things go and let things progress organically or naturally. Because if you try to push against that very thing that your nature is pushing you towards, 
it can be very hectic. Unless, you know, your nature's pushing you towards something that is hurtful or problematic, then yeah, by all means, push against that as hard as you can <laughs> with all of your might. But I think it's about time to put my own words into action regarding realness and just allow myself to be real. You know, yes, we're still going to do interviews. There's still going to be creators, but I want to find a different way to approach it. I am not sure if I'm ready to articulate everything. Like I said, I play everything close to the vest, but I just hope you stick with me. And I hope that it's something that you find yourself wanting to be into or wanting to check out. And for those who have stuck with me for 132, 133 episodes so far, thank you. Much like I can't do without Eileen or I can't do without my kids, I can't do it without you. I want to try my best to show as many different sides of me as I possibly can. Comics are great, and it's always my love, but I have so many other loves, so many other passions that I want to find a way to articulate them and express them, whether it be with guests or with Helene, whoever it may be with, if anyone at all, and just bring you something that you maybe haven't heard much of, and that's Adrian. And also, before I go, like I mentioned about Teenard Experience before, Definitely check that out, adrianhasissues.com slash latinerd, L-A-T-I-N-E-R-D, where you can check out Eileen's blog um, and her podcast, and those, you know, will be updated as we go along. And also, of course, adrianhasissues.com, where you can find all of this, including past episodes of this show and also other blogs, which I'm, again, trying to definitely give you more of that because uh, talking about one of my passions has always been writing, so... I definitely want to do more to cultivate that. And also just, you know, of course, a few places where you can find us, you know, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, The Laughable App, TuneIn Radio, Google Play. And as of last week, we are now officially on Spotify. So find us among so many great playlists like Get Turnt, which is actually a lot of fun to listen to. <laughs> so you hear that? So, you know, you listen to Get Turnt or your favorite playlist and then, you know, pop us in every so often and take us on the go. As always, just thank you for your support. And well, that'll do it for this mini sort of HS issues. And I will see you next issue.